No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. By and large, more good than bad, but the bad on the scoreboard is what matters the most. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. For all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms, we say good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show with Dave Manouk, with Ezra Ginsberg. I'm your host, Drew Mandel, here to discuss tonight's defeat of the Winnipeg Jets 4-1. The Toronto Maple Leafs take it to the team from Manitoba, the hometown crowd goes home happy while the Jets fans who were in attendance leave forlornly. Gentlemen, good to see you both on this Thursday evening to discuss tonight's 4-1 Leafs victory over the Jets. Yeah, Beer League is obviously not having a, a great night. I don't think there's a lot of Jets fans that are having a great night. As you mentioned, Drew, the Jets fans in attendance in Toronto, and obviously there's a, a lot of them. Shout out to, to Harvey Manuk. Uh, who was who was at the game, and I'm sure you know you guys had some some people in in your camps that were potentially at the game in in Toronto. Like, look at the first period probably could not have gone any better for the Jets, right? Like, well, Ilya Samsonov would have been better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. they didn't they didn't have anything to show for it, but like they were all over the Leafs, Dave. Right, and and it was the opposite of of what happened against the Habs. Right, the the Jets came out flat. Uh, and, and really only turned it on in the third period. And, you know, in this particular game, it was the second period that was obviously the worst for them. And the Leafs, uh, it was mentioned on the broadcast, the Leafs are the, in terms of goal differential, are the best second period team in the league, something like plus plus 25. I forget exactly what it was. But, I mean, look, at you you like, you know, how well Nikolai Ehlers and, and Kyle Connor played, Josh Morrissey. I mean, there was a lot of good offense created by players, but – you know, the turnovers and the way, you know, the, the Jets continue to, you know, shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, it, it's troubling, right? Like Mark Shifley, you know, wasn't good against the Habs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was directly responsible by turning the puck over on two goals, not just one, two goals, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was, it was a rough night for 55 and it was just a rough night in general for the Jets. Like you know, Connor Hellebuck, you're not going to fault him at all on, on any of these goals. It was just, you know, the Jets... They got into a track meet, um, and obviously, you know, the goal early in, in the second period by Austin Matthews is a killer, right, guys? Because you badly outshoot the Leafs, Dave, and you have nothing to show for it, and then you find yourselves down one nothing, and the, and the Leafs have all the momentum, and then obviously they score shortly thereafter, right? So, you know, I, I, you know an exciting game to watch, but also a really disappointing game in, in terms of the end result. Yeah, ex exactly. I mean, to me, this is a sign. I mean, look, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I know people don't want to hear this because, you know, the blinders are on and the dislike for Toronto is real. And I get it. I totally understand it. I, you know, more often than not agree with it. Look, the Maple Leafs are a damn good hockey team. And, 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 and you know, and they're a damn good regular season hockey team. Playoffs, different animal. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But they're a damn good regular season uh, hockey team. And you just can't. You're not going to get away often with making mistakes against them, Dave. And the Jets mm -hmm. learned that valuable lesson in today's game because you know if you looked at the you know if you just looked at the at the scoreboard or the the score sheet, if you look at the box score, if you look at some of the uh, possession numbers, things uh, you know in this game without looking at the actual final score, you would have thought that the Jets you know did pretty well because the Jets controlled a lot of the flow of this game, except that when they're when they made mistakes. And they made three glaring mistakes in this game. Yeah. They ended up behind Connor Hellebuck. Not to say it's Connor Hellebuck's fault, because it wasn't, from my perspective. He wasn't responsible for the Jets losing this game. But it just goes to show, when you play a very good hockey team like the Toronto Maple Leafs, what can happen when you make those mistakes? Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. I think that, you know, the Jets will happily take that first period and bottle it up and try and replicate it, obviously, with a goal or two added to the mix. But I mean, they, you know, I think the high danger chances after the first period was still just three, three. So even though they outshot them uh, uh, 16 to six, the, you know, Toronto did have some good quality chances and Connor Hellebuck was up for the, to, up to the task to make those saves. Two, two, two on ones, Dave. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. The Hellebuck had to be sharp on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it becomes a function of that boys. And I, and I, again, I think it's one of those situations where, 
you've got to you've got to have you've got to convert because if you don't, Toronto's too good a team. And Samsonov was excellent tonight. You have to credit him. I mean, he yeah, played he was great. Excellent. He played an excellent hockey game. So I mean, that, that that's part of the reality as well, right? I mean, you can't always expect. We've seen it in other instances. Connor Hellebuck sometimes can get on out Connor Hellebuck, and I think that uh, Samsonov did that for the Leafs today. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, that's, a, that's, you know, sometimes that's a pretty simple summation because you look at the number, like the, the Jets possession wise, the Jets, uh, you know, controlled 60% of the possession five on five. Right. 95% of the time, more often than not, you're going to take that. The Jets want that. That's a recipe for success, especially against a Toronto Maple Leafs team. You know, the Leafs uh, got timely goal scoring and they got, uh, and, and they got timely saves. And sometimes that's all it takes to win, especially when, uh, you know, the Jets just, you know, the, the Leafs' best players, in this case, you know, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, just contributed just a little bit more than the Jets' best players. Mark Scheifele's not going to like this game, and you know how excited he gets and how geeked up he gets to play in Toronto, you know, close to his hometown. I'm sure he had many friends and family in the crowd tonight. You know, lots of Jets, lots of ties. All these guys, when they play in Toronto, get a little bit more jump in in their step, and the Jets came out that way. So you look, for a team that typically comes out flat, they came out strong. They came out and played a very good first period. But, it, you know, eight seconds into the second, and then it was just all downhill from there at that point in time. It was just absolute backbreaking for the Jets to start the second period in the way that they did. And, you know, and Drew, Tom, you Tom Zappi is right. Toronto played nine minutes of the game, and they won the game. Right, and and the Jets have done that also this season. Absolutely. And like you said, Drew, I'm with you. Like, I mean, you know, the, they're, they're, we, we can't tell the, the first-round joke anymore, right? Like, the Leafs lose in the first round every single year. Ha, ha, yeah. ha. Like, everybody knows that, right? And maybe this year will be different. Maybe it won't. I mean, they're going to be a playoff team. I don't think, you know, there's there's no doubt where they are right now. They've built themselves up a good cushion, similar yeah. to the Jets. Right. But you're right. I mean, in terms of possession expected goals, uh, it, it was all Jets in the first period. And maybe, you know, what you like the most is how good that penalty kill looked when you know Pierre, Pierre Luc Dubois took that hooking penalty on mm-hmm. Bobby McMahon and the Leafs' first power play unit, I'm not sure if they are out there for the full two minutes, but they are out there for a good chunk. A and they had a lot of least. zone time, but they only had one shot, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. So the Jets' penalty kill, which it has been for most of the year, has been really solid. So not only were they dominating offensively, they were dominating defensively, special teams, and going into the first period, you know, anybody watching that game would would say that you know the Jets looked like the better team and they had all the momentum. But as you mentioned, and as our good friend Dom Zappia mentioned, you know, you get a goal early in the second, you get another goal, then all of a sudden, you know, the home team is up 2-0, yeah. the fans are into it, and you don't really deserve to be up 2 nothing. So, yeah, like, I, sometimes hockey is like that, right? Like, sometimes the goaltender, if he's mm-hmm. the best player on the ice, you know, that is the difference. And Ilya Samsonov was the difference, as you mentioned. Austin Matthews buried his opportunities. Mitch mm-hmm. Marner buried his opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you throw all that together. Um, you know, it wasn't a good night, you know, to be the Jets or to, to be a Jets fan. Um, you know, one good period or, you know, two good periods. The third period was largely controlled by the Jets as well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, two good periods. Hockey's a 60-minute game. So, I mean, you're not going to take anything. You're, there's no moral victory here. You've lost a couple games in a row. You weren't good at home against uh, Arizona, Dave. And then yeah. you've got a back-to-back coming to get against Ottawa and Philly. And even though, though those two teams are outside of a playoff spot right now and most likely won't make the playoffs, you know, they have something to play for right now. They're still trying to, you know, hang on, you know, to, uh, you know, stick, stick in the playoff race, if you will, right? So yeah. this road trip isn't going to get any easier than you go into Nashville, division rival. So you got to really win your next three games to make this a, a, a good road trip. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, that, and that's what made the loss on Tuesday against Montreal so – uh, you know, it compounds the the error because you knew this was always going to be a very difficult game and this was going to be the hardest test on the road trip, uh, uh, you know, against the Maple Leafs team that, that's, you know, above the Jets in the standings. And there aren't many teams above the Jets in the standings, Dave. But, uh, yeah. you know, now all of a sudden you've lost two in a row. You like how you played. So I think that is probably... And, 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 you know, Rick Bonus, you know, is, you know, talks a lot about the process, you know, when they get when they get a positive result, but the process isn't great. He says so. And, you know, uh, you know, I think he'll say that, you know, you know, you go back to that Buffalo game, for example, where the result was good, but the process wasn't. I think that they'll generally be okay with the process in tonight's game. 
because mm-hmm. for the most part, they had the Leafs on their heels or a lot of the game, they had their Leafs on their heels and you sort of want to, you want to take advantage of that and you want to continue that on Saturday against Ottawa. But at the same time, you don't want doubt to, to start to drift in and, and things like that. You don't want guys to get down and, and be concerned about the, the goal scoring because they haven't scored a lot of goals as of late. Take away yeah. that Pittsburgh game. Well, that's why the comment was right. You can't win many games one nothing. Right. I mean, and that's just exactly it. You can't win with by only scoring one goal. And I mean, they, you know, what they get, they got one tonight. What they get, what did they get against Montreal? They got one against Montreal. What they get against Arizona? Couple, you know, two against Arizona. So the Pittsburgh game was the outlier as of late. Never mind the Detroit game. I mean, that was uh, you know a crazy game altogether. But the offense hasn't necessarily been uh, at the you know at the level that you want. And you saw some line juggling and you saw some line shuffling in tonight's game. And I, there that, were I don't like the line com. I didn't like the line combinations when I saw you know Jeff Hamilton, our good buddy, yeah. who we had on the Saturday show this past week. Uh, Marat was like, you know, I, I what has Sack and line had really done, you know, to be on that third line? Like, I, I you know, and I, I've liked Cole Perfetti's game, right? Like he was dealing mm-hmm. with an illness. Yeah. Like I don't know, Dave. Like you know, you know, you can jump in here. I just I didn't like the 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 makeup of the lines whatsoever tonight. The yeah, forward I mean- forward lines. Yeah, no, I understood what you mean. I, I, I can understand that as because, you know, you seem to have a lot of chemistry there before. And so it was kind of, you know, maybe you were trying to reward Morgan Barron because he's been playing very well. I thought since... he played well tonight. Yeah, no, he and, did. And, 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 and it's not just Morgan I don't Barron. Think as more Sue Saku Manalainen. Yeah, like, I agree with you. I just don't, you know, I, like I thought Axel Janssen Fialbi, as usual, you know, had had the speed going. He had the hustle going. You know, he does, he lacks and finish a little bit. Right, Dave? But I don't know. I just. Because he's I, Swedish. I get why you went to the line blender after yeah. the Montreal game. Like I get it because you weren't creating a lot of offense. And it turns out, Dave, that Rick Bonus's lines actually, you know, had a positive result, right? Like they were really good tonight offensively. I just thought, you know, that kind of threw everything off. I just thought that defensively, like the Jets, you yeah. saw it at times. They they were yeah. sloppy. I, yeah. I think what this game showed me, and it's something we'll obviously discuss more on uh, on, on Saturday morning's Illegal Curve Hockey Show, nine a.m. here the need for the jets to get another top six, middle six forward for sure. because they are playing guys who shouldn't really be in that role. I mean, you know, yep. Saku Manalainen has been a nice story, but he's not a guy who, who so he's needs- a, he's a fourth line guy. He's a fourth the, line guy. That's the ceiling. He's, he's not, he, this isn't a guy who's going to give you a lot of offense. He's a penalty right. killer fourth line guy. That's right. That's what he is. I mean, that's largely what Sam Gagne is now. That's yep. what Axel Janssen Fialbi is. I you mean, got a lot of, you got a lot of that. You got a lot of that. Now, Morgan Barron, I thought, acquitted himself nicely. Yeah. I enjoyed Morgan Barron's game. I thought, okay, maybe this is a guy who could play up in your lineup a little bit, you know, if need be. I thought he certainly didn't look out of place. But it really goes to show that if this Jets team, and this isn't, I think, news to anybody, particularly the Jets front office, but if the Jets, you know, really want to, you know, make a run or consider the be considered as a contender in the Western Conference. They need another forward more than they need somebody on the back end. If I had to choose, and we talked about that on this past Saturday yeah. show, you need that one other guy so that you if need to moving, you need to find your your 2023 Paul Stastny, right? Basically, if you're moving Cole Perfetti down in the lineup, you know, uh, you know, you know, Lowry and Perfetti, if that's going to be the line, and I don't expect that to be a line, you know, very often going forward, they need somebody else there. And if that somebody else ends up being Blake Wheeler, and somebody else comes in to step up and 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 step into Blake Wheeler's uh, position, you know, so be it. That'll play itself out. But it's evident to me that you need one more uh, top six, middle six forward, and then you maybe have something because the fourth line guys are. It's clear who the fourth line guys are, and the guys who've been playing higher than that really shouldn't be, especially on a team that wants to consider themselves contenders. Absolutely. And Dave, a guy that's been floated out there, uh, it, it was being talked about a lot on, on social media today, Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer. Yeah. Timo Meyer would be would look great. And he's got the connection with Ehlers, right? Halifax Mooseheads and all that. But you're gonna have to give up a lot to get Timo Meyer, right? So that's right. something that you know is is Chevy prepared to give up, you know, a first round pick. And possibly, you know, a high-end prospect, and possibly more, right? Like Timo Meyer, you can't get Timo Meyer for the same price that you got Paul Stastny back in, you know, 2018, because Timo Meyer, first off, is younger than Paul Stastny was back then, um, 
and and there's also you know is he a rental you know is he a guy that he's an rfa so he's an rfa who's but the interesting part about timo meyer of course is he's an rfa that's right he's an rfa he's not i forgot that he's not a ufa but he's an rfa with that with a with a you know it's got that high uh it's got that million uh, what's that i think it's 10 million yeah it's got it's that exactly it's that huge qualifying offer it's a few shekels yeah, because of even though his uh, his salary cap hit is only six million, his actual salary this year is is I think is that you know at that ten million mark, which means that you have to qualify him uh, at that level uh, next year if you if you want to hold on to his rights. And any team that wants to acquire him is obviously going to probably do that, but that means you're on the hook for paying him ten yeah. million dollars at right. least. So again, year. we're we're th- like we're not throwing out Timo Meyer to say that you know the Jets are going to acquire him tomorrow, no, but ju- and they probably will just because I said that, but. <laughs> Um, we're saying that because you know you're, you're it was saying, talked about today you're a lot. To- exactly, and you're saying top six forward, Drew. Like he is, he, he's not just a top six forward. He's a he can play in your first line, sure. right? So Timo Meyer is an excellent goal scorer. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, right now, Dave. I mean, clearly, you know, right now you've got Kyle Connor, Pierre Luc Dubois, you've got Mark Scheifele, you've got Nick Ehlers playing at the highest level, right? Point of game players. Ehlers has been on an absolute tear since he came back from his injury, but right now you're struggling to get that cliche secondary offense right you're not getting a lot from you know the sakumana linens or the axel jansen fialbis or the kevin stenlins i really like stenlins game by the way like if stenlin remains on the jets fourth line great yeah. same thing He's with down. jansen fialbi or if you know carson coolman's your 13th forward and you're kind of moving you know gagne and coolman and manalinen in and out of that fourth line that's fine but right now clearly you know a guy like morgan Barron, he can step up for sure on the second line but i think we'd all agree you know, right now at this stage of his career, he's better suited to be on that third line with Adam Lowry and X. Yeah, no, no question about it. And that's exactly where the Jets need to, you know, focus their energies. And I'm sure that's where they're largely going to focus their energies, or that's where the front office is going to focus their energies while the Jets try and focus to get back into the uh, win column next game Saturday against the Ottawa Senators, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, uh, you know, for the next few games before they finally head home, Dave. But that's just where, you, you know, that that's where the Jets are at right now is trying to get back on that the positive side of the ledger while at the same time trying to figure out at some point how to augment uh the roster as you get closer and closer to the trade deadline but while we're at it why don't we get into the actual game itself and the details of the goals the betway game recap is brought to you by betway one of the most trusted voices in sports betting both in canada and all around the world betway is the sports betting app that puts you the customer at the forefront with a large selection of betting options and sports as well as strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. We talked about the first period, by and large, a good period for the Winnipeg Jets, an entertaining period from the hockey fans' perspective, even if you didn't have a rooting interest in tonight's game. That was certainly an entertaining first period. But blink, and the Jets are trailing one nothing in the second period. Eight seconds in, Austin Matthews, you know, the 23rd of the season. We know Austin Matthews isn't fully healthy. He's, you know, been playing through an injury all season long for the Leafs. Still a dynamite hockey player, as we all know. Matthews is 23rd, assist to Michael Bunting and Morgan Riley. Uh, Mark Scheifele is not going to like the video on this one, but... You know, because because Austin Matthews just walks around him. Uh, you know, beautiful goal. But to me, I also don't really love Neil Pionk's read on this one. Stepping up on Bunting in that situation, I just think it leaves the Jets in a bit of a vulnerable vulnerable position. Because I don't see, I, I just don't see that as the time where you need to sort of step up in the neutral zone on Bunting. Uh, but uh, and, and ultimately, after Matthews move on Shifley, it ends up in the back of the net, Dave. Yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 the it's not the way you'd want to start a period, especially <laughs> given how you had ended the the first right. And and we talked about it. The Jets and Leafs both had the same number of high danger chances, but the Leafs the Jets had the momentum, mm-hmm. and the PK was good. So you're, you're you're you have a lot to feel good about yourself. And look, I mean, there was a lot. You know, it's funny how before the game, people were like, "Well, you hope." It's a shame the Jets only play the Leafs. Uh, twice a year and I'm thinking oh my god thank god they only play the Leafs twice a year I couldn't handle <laughs> having to listen to this nonsense more than twice uh, a season and I mean um, Rick Bonus's media availability had 17 questions today that's like an end of season scrum <laughs> not a pregame media availability but regardless um, 
I think it, it's just it's just a, an unfortunate situation for a Jets team that you know they were wanting to bounce back from that game against in Montreal, and we've talked about it. It's not as if this has been a they've. It's funny, right? It's funny how the world is ending. They've lost two in a row. But prior to that, they'd won eight of nine, right? right? You know, in first place in the Western Conference ahead of Dallas. Everybody is like, you know, like uh, planning the parade. And now suddenly, you know, uh, two losses and suddenly it's, it's the trade the team, get rid of everybody. This guy's terrible. That guy's terrible. Yeah. I mean, you look at that goal and you don't, you definitely don't like to see Mark Shifley get, I mean, Austin Matthews isn't exactly a slouch. You know, so when Austin Matthews makes that move, yeah, you know, 55, you'd like to see him take the body, not try and stick check him. And because Austin Matthews is slippery and he was able to get around Mark Shifley. And he's, you know, he's, he's a guy who's, who's thought of as someone who can score 60 goals for a reason, right? As so, I mean, with Austin Matthews, he gets that kind of time and space and, and it's in the back of the net, eight seconds in. And you're a little bit this now you're a little bit unsettled because you've gone from having an exceptional first period in Toronto, the crowds into it. Because as we heard in the uh, anthem, there's a lot of Jets fans in the building, Mm -hmm. but suddenly now they're they're kind of muted and they the Leafs fans are are amped up. Yeah, and and you know Drew mentioned you know he doesn't like the Pionk. I agree with you. I mean it, it, it. it, he put himself out of position, but really, you know, you you have to isolate Shifley here, right? Like they lose the face off, Shifley loses the face off, mm-hmm. Leafs get the possession, and it's just it's a soft stick check. Yeah, and and like you know anybody watching that, you know, he, you know Mark Shifley doesn't have to talk to Adam Oates after the game, you know, for Adam <laughs> Oates to tell him that that wasn't a good stick check. Like honestly, and I'm a fan of Shifley. Shifley's had a great season. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like these last couple games. It's like kind it. of some of the bad habits have crept back into his game from last year, right? Mm-hmm. And you just you you I agree with what you said, Dave. Like Austin Matthews, you know, is you know arguably the best goal scorer, or at the very least, top three goal scorer in the NHL right now. And you know, he can he's made a lot of talented players look silly, and he did that to Shifley. He made Shifley look silly there. He made that look easy. And you know, Drew was mentioning that you know the Matthews injury that he's been dealing with. He's still on pace for around forty goals. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. So it's incredible that you know he's fighting through an injury, um, but his play definitely hasn't like he's obviously not going to get close to sixty goals this year. Um, but you know, he was making it look easy tonight. And you know, as we talked about, the Leafs were pretty badly outplayed in the first period. So I mean, that's just you know unacceptable you know defense you know off the opening faceoff. Yeah, that's just exactly it, and it, and it bites the Jets. And I mean, you know, you you give an inch, they take a mile. That's what good teams do, and that's what the Toronto Maple Leafs did uh, to start the the second period. And then they, uh, you know, they they ca- they capitalized further. Three forty seven mark, so it takes another three minutes and thirty nine seconds for the Leafs to make it two nothing. Austin Matthews, his 24th of the season, assist to Michael Bunting and William Nylander. And Pierre-Luc Dubois is not going to like this one very much, nor will, of course, as you said, as he, uh, um, uh, Mark Scheifele, uh, well, I guess it's the third goal that, the, that Mark Scheifele is not going to like. But uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is is caught watching. He's puck watching. And Austin Matthews sort of just slips into soft ice behind them, gets the puck, and it's just a dangerous player in a dangerous spot. And he makes no mistake to make it two nothing beating Connor Hellbuck clean. Yeah. And, and, you know, unlike the last goal, the first Leafs goal, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things going wrong here. Like Michael Bunting, you know, beats out Mark, um, pardon me, Josh Morrissey there. So he makes a nice pass to Austin Matthews, but Matthews again, you know, it, it, he's, he's untouched. He yeah. just comes up the middle of the ice. Like he started the play and he's untouched, goes up the middle. Pierre-Luc Dubois, that's his guy. I mean, he's a center. And he has to have Matthews there. And Dubois, I'm not sure, you know, if he fell asleep there or what happened. And I thought Dubois was, you know, similar to, you know, a lot of the players that we talked about, Ehlers, Connor, Perfetti. Like, you know, I thought Dubois was a force out there tonight. But I'm just not sure, like, you know, brain farts happen. But in that type of situation, when you're already down a goal, when you should probably be up a goal, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just kind of like that's not acceptable. And, you know, it's just poor defensive coverage. And, and really, you know, Connor Hellebuck is not to blame in the least on this goal. You just, no. you, you have to be aware of who's on the ice. And especially when it's Austin Matthews or, or Mitch Marner. And those are the two guys. Like, it's funny, like when you're game planning against the Jets, I mean, you, you might as well just put Connor, Edlers, Dubois, Morrissey, like put those guys, yeah, Shifley, you know, yeah. just put these guys, you know, write them in caps lock. And, and for the Leafs, it's going to be Matthews and Marner and Tavares, mm-hmm. uh, Morgan Riley, William Nylander, right? 
So yeah. it's just really, to me, it's puzzling. Um, you know, those these are preventable goals. Like these are these are goals where you look at them and you say, like, you just you made it easy for the for the Leafs here. Like you just made it easy. You didn't. You didn't. This is not the type of defense. But like of all the, you know, there's articles, um, you know, across the league, across like in Canada and the U.S. about how Rick Bonus has got the Jets to buy into this defensive system. Well, that didn't look like players that have bought into a, a tight defensive system. Look, that was just putrid defending. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was I was watch, rewatching the goal, uh, you know, uh, on on the replay on the, uh, through the NHL app, and you got to hear Gordon Miller and Mike Johnson's commentary on this one. And Mike Johnson says, "Look, Dubois is just." He he says Dubois is gassed on the play. He's just completely out of breath, out of energy. Not to say, not that because he's out of shape or anything, just because he's at the end of a long shift. And that's you know when you're tired. And that's you know when Mike Johnson attributes the error to Dave is simply Dubois being out of gas on that play, and as a result, he sort of just you know can't really move as he as well as he should be whereas and whereas allowing Matthews to get into that soft ice and I'm sure there's probably a, a, a strong That's element just an to that excuse it's not wrong but it's not wrong it right. wasn't the end of the shift drew but like again so if you're that tired get off the ice well I'm saying but he got caught on the ice is what he's saying is what Mike Johnson's saying and I'm, look I, he wasn't excusing it he was just explaining it and I'm sure that's probably correct but you have to find a way to still not let that happen you have to dig deep you have to get into your reserves to find a way uh to not let austin matthews you know it's one thing if it's you know no offense pierre engvall you know who's a good player but it's one I thing if thought he, he was one of their best players tonight. yeah no i know it's one thing if he gets loose in in that slot and he mm. can score and he oftentimes will but if austin matthews is in that position i mean he's going to score more often than not, he's going to score. He's the preeminent goal scorer in the NHL, and the Jets gave him two opportunities uh, gift-wrapped, and as a result, it was 2 nothing. Yeah, and I mean, look, it, it's also hurts the Jets that it, what had happened, like just under three and a half minutes later, or just I mean, whatever it was, but it wasn't it wasn't a significant amount of time after the first goal, and right. so that, that's the back-breaking nature of it because it's one thing to give up a goal eight seconds into a period, but you can overcome that. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, rebound a little bit and kind of dig within. But the second period was was almost all leaves, right? And so they've they they had control of it. And it was weird because it was a complete flip of that script that we had seen in that first period. And you're wondering where did the Jets go? It's not like the Jets have had tough travel. You were in Montreal yeah, two days ago. Day yeah. You you know you're in Toronto. You skated in Toronto in Etobicoke. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was far. And so then the reality is, and you haven't had a lot of practice. It shouldn't be a Toba Coke, by the way. It shouldn't be the the K shouldn't be silent, as far as I'm concerned. Did okay. I say it's silent? I thought I said it's. Uh, no, I know. I'm just I, saying it's a Toba Coke, right? Like a silent K. I just. Well, I, I, I went. I went with the Toba Coke. Isn't it a Toba Coke? I think it's I a Tobacco. If I had to pronounce it, I would say a Tobacco. Isn't the K silent? Yeah, I you, guys, you, you and your fancy silent. Ontario. Sorry, you guys are fancy Ontarioites. I don't. Oh I'm yeah, all, right. Don't, yeah, I don't subscribe to that unless it's Lake of the Woods and. I, I've been a big advocate of absolutely of, uh, not, Dave. I'm ride or die Manitoba. Man, Manitoba till till I die. I've been a big advocate of Manitoba absorbing rat portage for many many years. So uh, we'll see if we can eventually get Northwestern Ontario. But regardless of what it's called, the reality is the Jets haven't had a tough schedule. So you know, look, they had a great first period. You wanted to see them replicate it, and this is a team that again first place. And I agree. Look, I'm not I'm not kind of going over the Jets saying the Jets want eight of nine. I'm not suggesting the Jets are happy with those eight of nine. Rick Bonus. I mean, it's funny how when we come on the show and we say we're being pragmatic and we're saying, well, the Jets won, but they didn't win beautifully. And people are like, well, you know, they won. And now we're seeing it. And then people are like, well, they weren't great. We're like, well, yeah, we know we said that on all the shows. <laughs> the only show we never we never shit on the Jets really was Pittsburgh because the Jets played an exemplary game against the Penguins and deserved that win and were fantastic. But in a lot of the other instances, they, they weren't fantastic and those games weren't Picasso's. And so we spoke about the things they did right and the things they I did wrong. I think they were actually uh, a Matisse. I, <laughs> Toba Spency. Pepsi. Spency is like deciding that, that it's going to be a Toba Pepsi instead. Uh, that's pretty funny. Good. Yeah, that's See, Spency always brings the humor. Yeah. One more thing on that goal. Yeah. Didn't really particular. Like, you know, you mentioned Mike Johnson saying Pierre-Luc Dubois at the end of the shift. Well, then and what explains like Vili Hainola kind of in no man's land there, right? Like he, he initially tries to stop Michael Bunting uh, Michael Bunting's the one that passes the puck to, to Matthews, you know, and then Morrissey has um, Bunting and then 
Hanola is just you know, he goes puts a stick down and goes to intercept a pass, mm-hmm. right? Like he doesn't have he's not he's not taking a player. So again, like you know, I'm, I, I I like Vili Hanola. I think he's got a bright future in the NHL. But you know, you don't like you know Vili Hanola there. Like he's not covering anybody. It's just like again to me, like you know, both of these goals are preventable, and and the Jets just weren't sharp enough defensively on these two goals. Yeah, they absolutely were not uh, sharp enough. And, and then they were really not sharp enough on the goal that made it 3 nothing. Uh, this comes shorthanded just when you think the Jets maybe are going to get an opportunity. Dan Robertson's fault. He said short. Mitch Marner, he actually said Mitch Marner yeah, he did. has one shorthanded goal. Second he did later. say that. Yeah, he absolutely said that. Uh, Blame Dan Robertson. And then he got a second one with Rasmus Sandin in the penalty box for tripping, which really was a bad call by the officials. Because Wheeler tripped him. Yeah, Wheeler tripped him, and then he tripped Dubois. And you saw Sheldon Keefe, like, literally pointing to the video screen saying, like, look, like, Sandin tripped Wheeler right before he tripped uh, Dubois or whoever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like... It's been a it's been a rough week for the the, the officials. Well, it's been a rough year for the officials as uh, Paul Maurice is a little bit later in the wallet book uh, or in the pocketbook as a result of his rant against the officiating a couple nights ago, where he was not wrong for the record. But the NHL, as uh, our buddy Mike McIntyre said, uh, the NHL is too thin skinned and everything else to actually acknowledge they have an issue with their officiating. But that's a sidebar for another day in time. Uh, with uh, with uh, Rasmus Sandin in the, in the penalty box, the Jets get a power play. Maybe they can get a power play goal when they don't necessarily deserve to cut it into a 2-1 lead. Instead, disaster strikes. And it's a just a brutal turnover by Mark Shifley, just trying mm-hmm. to do too, too much. much. And yeah. leaving, uh, you know, it, it putting himself into a vulnerable position against a dynamite hockey player trying to do too much when simple is better in this case simple is usually better on your power play and this one comes back up the ice mitch marner unassisted his 17th of the year and it's three nothing late in the third period and it's just an absolute uh disaster of a middle frame for the winnipeg jets as he yeah and can we also just talk about how kind of absurd it is that marner has a point in 20 straight home games like that is mm-hmm. that is just incredible so good on him you know he's continuing his his fantastic season but yeah i mean this is just you know like mark shifley toe dragging yeah. you know at the toronto blue line right like that's the kind of situation where i think it was dubois if i'm not mistaken that was on the right like you either make a short little pass to dubois or you you know cliche get pucks deep or get the puck in like it's just you can't make that type of move. Mitch Marner is an underrated defensive forward. Everybody knows him for his offensive forward, but he's kind of similar to Kyle Connor in that you know he can create turnovers, right? So just a, a, a really egregious turnover by Shifley, mm-hmm. and you know Marner puts it top corner glove side, right? So yeah. um, you know that was really kind of to me the beginning of, of the end. Even though the Jets you know made it interesting and made it a two goal game, as Dave mentioned, you score two goals you know in within three minutes of each other, and then this one kind of later in the in the second period but you know that's a, a shorthanded goal of that nature is so deflating it, very much so it's exactly what it was that's the great that's the exact right word the jets had an opportunity served up to them on, on a platter instead it ends up being a goal for the leafs to make it three nothing at the end of 40 minutes and the uphill climb is even uh, more steep than it was when it was a two nothing game as the jets are going to try and scratch and claw their way back into this contest uh, we say good evening to everyone just joining us this is the illegal curve post game show drew mandel dave manuk ezra ginsburg i've been remiss in not smiling and waving so i'm going to smile and wave for all the good people in the chat who have been asking for me to do so i just did it i've smiled i've waved i'm happy to see all my friends that are joining us on this Thursday edition of the Illegal Curve, a post-game show. And no, I do not actually put butter on my head. My shiny head is because of a lack of hair. I don't need to augment it with any other uh, shiny substances. So, yes, I just add my flaws are my flaws. Drew did have butter on his potatoes for dinner, though. Uh, we did have potatoes uh my wife made a very they were really good i'm not i don't think there was any butter on them some olive oil there was some onion uh you know laura treats me well when you have, it comes you have to- no good you have no idea how good you have it drew because you know what i had for dinner i just got bread like with nothing on it just two just pieces bread. of bread yeah and water that That'd was my mean like, that's all you're getting tonight well you I had didn't- like i had like a handful of smarties and a pepsi max well dave you're a teenager and <laughs> i was gonna uh, say dave 12 
I was going to say, and Ezzy, uh, you li- apparently are living in a prison. I'm not sure exactly. Like, and not a good prison, like, you know, a bad <laughs> prison. Like, you know, oh, no. the prison from Midnight Express is where I think you yeah. are apparently living. Yeah. Some sort of like 1960s style Turkish prison. That, that, I know. I was going to say, know. I didn't want to go to Turkey after that. After that, I saw that movie. I still yeah, well, that's exactly. Apparently, Ezzy's living it, Dave. So, uh, you know what you movie know. really freaked me out about uh, going traveling back in the, in the day when it came out was Hostel. I don't ever want to see that movie again because that was so creepy. I don't know if anybody out there saw the movie Hostel. Not that I, I was planning on, you know, staying in hostels, but I, I definitely say, won't be after seeing that movie. You're 41 years old. I think your days of staying in. Oh hostel no, 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 Drew, 40. Come on, so don't. 40 you're, hey, Drew, you're in 1981. I'm in. Yeah, 19, okay. I'm a young 40. Okay? You're turning 41 this year. How about that? Uh, you know, I think your days of staying in a hostel are are, are finished with uh, in any event. So it's three nothing for the Maple Leafs uh, after 40 minutes. Uh, but then the Jets get on the board. It's Kyle Connor on the five on three man advantages at the four minute mark of the third period. It's Kyle Connor, his 23rd assist to Josh Morrissey and Mark Shifley on this one. This one is also our Seagram's shot of the game. Fireball tastes like heaven, burns like hell. <laughs> it's a big shot. Big thanks to our friends at Seagram's for providing us with some uh, drinks to get through these post game shows. As we're Drew's hair is growing back. <laughs> yes, the Seagram's shot of the game is going to be a new feature here on the Illegal Curve post game show. So, really, we encourage everybody to get their own shot out and take it with us during the Seagram's shot of the game. Dave, well, alcohol it's, consumption it's, it's, through the last Dave, I was going to say, I, I don't remember getting any uh, any fireball. I would have done a shot there. Well, I mean, Ezzy, I just assumed you always had some in your back pocket based on previous conversations, to be perfectly honest. But, uh, you know, in any event, you can uh, look forward to the next game. Bring, get, get your stuff ready for the Saturday game against Ottawa, because I'm sure there will be another Seagram shot of the game there uh, during here, the Betway game recap. <laughs> Kyle likes that. Would you say? Spencer likes that. Spencer likes that. No, no doubt about that. Uh, It's you know the Jets needed this five on three. Uh, The Leafs take a too many men penalty. Mark Giordano then takes a tripping penalty, and the Jets do what you have to do in this opportunity. They capitalize uh, to make it three one. And you wonder, do they have it in them to crawl back into this game? Do they have it in them? to make it more uh, more closer than the two-goal lead that the Leafs had after this goal, Ezzy. Yeah, and, you know, it, it was kind of ridiculous, like, how many saves Samsonov was making leading up to that, right? Like, yeah. it was a pretty long five-on-three, right? And, you know, when you consider, you know, all the firepower out there and all the quality chances they were having, like, Ehlers had a really good scoring chance. Connor had a really good point-blank scoring chance right before that. They were getting the shots through and and getting deflected, but just going wide. But Samsonov, uh, you know, he was just incredible. So it was, it, you knew, you got the feeling that it was coming. Like, it just was, he, he you can't stop everything, even if you're playing, you know, at that otherworldly level, right? So, yeah, just, you know, Jets were moving the puck really well. And how many times, we just saw it a couple nights ago, Connor scoring on the power play, right? So, um, unfortunately, you know, the Jets were only able to get the one goal, mm-hmm. but uh, in the first period power play, what did they have? Five shots on goal, Dave, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the Jets power, look, look at most areas of the game were controlled by the Jets or won by the Jets, right? Five on five Jets, special mm-hmm. teams, penalty kill and power play. Jets yeah. were better than the Leafs. Yeah. Um, it was just like we talked about, you know, some brain farts, turnovers, not covering guys, um, you know, it was, you know, eight or nine bad minutes of hockey and, you know, you, you have yourself a, a loss here, but certainly, you know, the Jets took advantage of the five on three, nice goal by, by Connor. And they probably, you know, should have, or could have had another goal, but you know, it was too little too late at that point. I have to ask because Kenny's water, Kenny's water bottle says Drew needs a, a makeup artist to blot out the shine of my forehead. Uh, is, is my forehead any shinier tonight than it is on any other uh, Kenny's show? water bottle is joking here. No, your color, it, no, I don't know. I think your color is a bit unusual. Real, my color is a bit, you know, it's weird. I mean, Drew, I can see the, my reflection in your forehead, but like, I don't, I, I it think could that's be, normal, Drew, it's but... entirely possible maybe that you've got a fancy new computer, and because of that, 
But I got I mean, the facts. Clear. But you know, it's weird. When I was picking up my kids from school today, uh, when Zach, a friend of ours, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, does the great bomber post game show with our buddy Darren Bombing, uh, was coming out of the school, so we were chatting. He said, "Oh, you look tanned. You must have just come away, been been home from somewhere." And that's like, well, I haven't been Kentucky. anywhere. You were getting a little sun in Kentucky. As I wasn't sunbathing. Let me tell you, I I got off the plane in Kentucky. It was the same temperature that it was in Winnipeg. There wasn't a lot of. Uh, I, w- I wasn't sitting in the, in the backyard sunning myself like uh the broadcasts uh that we that we did in the summer from kentucky when i was melting on air so i mean i don't know about my head it seems a little bit uh maybe for some reason it must be uh shinier than, than normal. i think you're good i think it's a combination of, of the light and, <laughs> and maybe maybe the fireball maybe, maybe the fireball, the fireball. Had yeah. some influence it's actually, i actually bathed in fireball before the show started so maybe that uh, maybe that has something to do with the cinnamon is is mixing in with my melatonin and as a result it's uh it's causing things to be a little shinier than uh than before uh, 3-1 uh, for the Winnipeg uh, Jets at this point in time. And they push, and they push, and they push, and then there's a great save again by Samsonov a couple minutes after uh, the penalties had expired. The, you know, a point-blank chance. I think it was for Kyle Connor again. He had a point-blank chance right from the slot. And it's the chance that the Leafs capitalized on tonight's game and that the Jets couldn't slash Samsonov made the saves on. And ultimately, Dave, it ends 4-1. Mark Giordano just after the Jets uh, pull the goalie. They have good pressure in the leaf zone. And this is just sort of a tale of the tape. Uh, Giordano from right in front of Ilya Samsonov nails it almost the uh, the 200 feet right into mm-hmm. the right into the heart of the Jets net. Sort of a blind turnaround, get the puck out. You know, you're okay if it's icing kind of play. And it goes right into the net to make it 4-1. I hope you're not asking me to analyze an empty netter, but I'm not. I, I think I think it just it it was the icing on the cake for the Jets, and you know I think one of the things we've you know talked about, and I'm not remember I'm not looking at the Pittsburgh game and saying it's kind of like when the Jets had that game against St. Louis, and we said, well, if the Jets can replicate that, and then they went out and had a bunch of stinkers. So it, it's not a function <laughs> of that, but you it just goes to show you that when you play a full sixty, as 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 cliche as you know as he would say that is it goes to show you what your team, your hockey team can do. And guys, like, let's be realistic. It wasn't like they were going up against a Leafs team. That wasn't a good hockey team. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they had 61 points coming into today's game. The Jets had 59. So the Leafs are ahead of the Jets and the Jets, the Leafs, Again, like I said, the Jets and, and also good. right Minnesota. I don't know if that game's over, but they were losing. Well, five they're getting two. pumped. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, so the good five news two is, final. Right. So the, it's a final now. So the the Wild don't gain any ground. Right. So no. you're okay there. And and you know, you know, Dave, you're not suggesting you know that the Jets are gonna you know fall out of a you know a top two spot in the in the Central. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying like you know right now they're not playing well, and you know every the Leafs are a good team. They lost to a good team tonight. Couple yeah. nights ago, they lost to not a very good team, but they lost to a team, you know that that came to they they showed up right, like they played very well. We were talking about it on on the post game show, like we were giving the Habs a lot of credit. They played better than the Jets. They deserve to win the game, right? But you know, you've got a back to back coming up, three games left on this road trip, and you know you got to turn this around, not just because you want to remain in a top two spot in the Central, Dave. But you want to get your game back to you know where it should be, and this is three or four games in a row now that are not very good. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the Jets are going to have to figure a way to quickly uh, right the ship as they head to Ottawa on Saturday. That post game show will be at eight forty five p.m. But of course, the Illegal Curve Hockey Show will start your Saturday game day off nine o'clock back here on our YouTube channel. And then after Saturday, they go quickly to Philadelphia on Sunday to face the Flyers. So no rest for the wicked for the Winnipeg Jets as they look to get back on the positive side of the ledger. They lose tonight four one in toronto this has been the betway game recap brought to you by our friends at betway it's simple fun and safe to bet with betway so head on over to betway and bet your way must be 19 years or older to play please play responsibly when we come back contest giveaways comments from the dressing room and whatever other shenanigans that my bald-headed brain thinks up drew mandel dave manuk ezra ginsburg with you on a thursday night it's the illegal curve post game show we're live on youtube and all of our social media platforms 
Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on, five dollars? No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. <laughs> There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, all the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. Bottom of the hour is come and gone. We're back with the Illegal Curve post-game show. We're live on our YouTube channel. We're live on all of our social media platforms. Drew Mandel, Dave Manuk, Ezra Ginsburg, a hearty congratulation goes out to Connor Hellbuck. He has been voted in by the fans. Awesome. Whatever that nonsense was. He deserves going, it. He does deserve it. He's going to the All-Star Game in Florida alongside Josh Morrissey. So uh, also representing the Central Division or uh, additionally being added to the Central Division team are Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche. Leon Dreisaitl, Stuart Skinner, and Bo Horvat are going out of the Pacific Division. Stuart Skinner. Yeah. He's been good for the Oilers, but yeah, he's been he's been. But how many games has Stuart Skinner played? Twenty. It's a fan vote. This is what happens when you leave it up to the fans. Sure. I guess. And by the way, I like Stuart Skinner. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from him. He just that was a little bit shocking. Like when you're talking about Hellebuck, 
Rantanen, you know, uh, McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. Okay, but then Stuart Skinner, Dreisaitl. But yeah. then you threw in Stuart Skinner, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> Skinner! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Austin Matthews, David Pasternak, and Andre Vasilevsky out of the Atlantic Division. And two Rangers and an Islander out of the Metropolitan uh, Artemi Panarin, Adam Fox, and Ilya Sorokin. So for those of you who plan to tune into the NHL All-Star Game and uh, all the power to you for doing so. Those are some of the additional players you're going to see at that exhibition contest. Uh, Speaking comment. of contests. Skinner's yes, played, uh, sorry, just wanted to say Skinner. I just uh, hockey DB'd it here, Drew. Skinner's played 26 games. Yeah. Um, so it was just over half of the Oilers games. He's got a 914 save, save percentage. Uh, I don't know what his goal save, saved above expected is. His goals against is 2.96. That's not terrific. That's a team stat, as we know. But I'm just saying, like, you know, a little you're bit using logic. for him. You're using logic, whereas fans are voting based on emotion there. So that's right. the diff- that, 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 that's yeah. where your problems are arising. Stuart, Stuart Skinner is this year's John Scott. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think it's quite that bad, but uh, yes. Yeah, uh, speaking of contests, Dave M., we do have some contests here on the Illegal Curve post-game show. Let's start with the Tough Duck hardest-hitting comment. Mr. Ginsburg, who have you chosen as a comment that has jumped out to your eye as being worthy of a toque, courtesy of our friends at Tough Duck? Lots of good comments. And, you know, I have to say before we announce the winner, I, we're not going to give it to Harvey Manuk because last year when the Jets were in Toronto, Harvey Manuk, a relative of Dave's, won it. So, unfortunately, Harvey, we appreciate you watching. Not sure if he's still watching, um, but we're a lot of good comments. So, as always, we appreciate all the good participation in the chat there. We're going to give it to uh, Andrew Haleko. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It was uh, from not too long ago, about 10 minutes ago. Games like tonight. Pardon me. Yep, we got it. Games like tonight highlight need to upgrade a forward and D. Sorry, but it will be a couple of years before we can expect 91 and 14. Obviously, he's talking about Perfetti, Hainala, even 54, Sandberg, to stand up to playoff intensity, right? So, look, at I mean, we're about five weeks away from the trade deadline, guys. And I think what we've seen, you know, we've talked about it. The Jets, not only do they need probably, you know, another veteran defenseman, they definitely need some help, you know, in their top six slash top nine. We mentioned, you know, a guy like Timo Meyer, right? We're not sure if, you know, he's on Chevy's radar, but... Like the comment from Andrew, uh, send me an email, Ezra at IllegalCurve.com, or you can send me a DM on Twitter at ICSEG, and Tough Duck will ship out a toque to you. Yeah, there you go. Congratulations to Andrew, the winner of tonight's Tough Duck Hardest Hitting Comment. We have the Illegal Curve Merchandise Contest as well, as everybody who's watching this program knows all about. If you don't know how to enter, you go to the show description here on YouTube, or you go to our website, IllegalCurve.com. You'll click on any article there. You'll click on the link. It says contest, basically. Click that link. You'll see a whole list of things you can do to earn entries and get more entries and more entries and more entries into to the illegal curve merchandise com uh, merchandise contest and we draw for that after each and every jets game and again coming up at the end of the month uh, we're going to draw two tickets you can if you get your name drawn two tickets to an nhl game of your choosing so be sure to stay tuned for that the more entries you get uh, more things you do to earn entries the more chances you have to win dave the unique code word for tonight is what I can tell you, nobody guessed it. 204 versus 416. Nice. I went, I went area codes on that one. You also could have gone 431 versus four. I could have, but I mean, 204. And, the, the, and then the 905 people. Yeah. No, 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 that, no, 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 no. But 416 yeah. is, I think, I, I think of Toronto and, yeah. and 204, you think of, of Winnipeg. So that's yeah. that's the way I went for this one, or Ontario, Manitoba, whatever you want to call it. But that's where I went. So 204 versus 416. Nobody guessed it. And Dave's not 204 spelled out, but 204 with the numbers 204 VS 416. So all three numbers, two letters, three numbers. That's the unique code word for tonight's Illegal Curve contest. Enter that. You get extra entries to potentially get your name drawn as a winner of merchandise, courtesy of us here at Illegal Curve. Today's merchandise contest winner, Dave M. Do the man the honors. Jeffrey Klein. Well done, Jeffrey Klein, I believe, of Winnipeg. So, Jeffrey, you are the winner. Is it Jeffrey I... or Jeffrey? <laughs> it might be spelled wrong. Well, I think I just copy and pasted it. So if, if it's spelled wrong, it would be Jeffrey's responsibility or Jeffrey or whatever it is. But regardless of the pronunciation and the spelling, you are the winner. So congratulations. I will be in contact with you. 
few more winners got their jerseys I saw in the, the chat. So that's good. Wear them well, including Kenny's water bottle. So uh, folks are, are wearing, I we got some tweets at us from folks wearing their, their, their uh, new authentic jets merch. We know our friend um, Glenn in uh, Toronto got his. So uh, folks are uh, far and wide are wearing authentic jets merch courtesy of this contest. So continue to, to uh, participate and you too can be a winner. There you go. Congratulations to all the winners here on the illegal curve post game show. Some comments courtesy of the Winnipeg from the Winnipeg Jets dressing room, courtesy of our good friend Murat Atesh. Uh, Pierre Luc Dubois on the story of a team who played better tonight but still made crucial mistakes. Quote Couldn't be much worse than Tuesday. We played some good minutes, but against these good teams, you give them a little bit and they take a lot. That's what happened tonight. As we said, you give an inch, they take a mile. Uh, more from Pierre-Luc Dubois, who says he wants the Jets to avoid what he called a slippery slope. Quote, you start losing games and nobody feels bad for you in this league. Start losing games and teams see that as an advantage for themselves. Losing is not fun. We say that good teams don't lose two in a row and that's two in a row. Furthermore, we've looked at our past couple of seven or eight games here, and it's not the hockey that we've played all year that's made us successful. So Pierre-Luc Dubois speaking some truth, speaking some honest words uh, post-game tonight of the Jets' defeat 4-1 at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, here's a comment from Rick Bonus. Quote, listen, we made a huge mistake right off the bat in the second period. That first goal, everyone's ready to go. That's just a terrible play. Then we had some looks. We just didn't score that goal to get going. So that's from the Winnipeg Jets head and coach. And Drew, let's not forget, you know, uh, not everybody noticed this. I'm not even sure if we brought this up. Shifley was demoted um, in that Montreal game. Sure. I, I forget exactly at what point in the game it was. Yeah, uh, Maybe somebody will back me up here. But he was demoted. He moved down to the fourth line. So, I mean, Rick Bonus, I, I mean, he's not afraid to to call, you know, say when a, a, it's a bad play. Yeah. And that was a bad stick check by Shifley that led to Austin Matthews' goal. And you got to give Matthews credit for, you know, the, you know, his nifty stick handling. But, I mean, Shifley's got to be harder on the puck there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so right now, I mean, look, at, I, I wouldn't, I don't think any of us would be shocked if Shifley has a tremendous game and scores a hat trick against the Ottawa Senators. Like, he knows he hasn't been very good, you know, these last two or three games, but uh, you know, again, you know, you don't get moral victories here. So, you know, the Jets got to get this back on, on the right track. And I think they will, by the way, I, I do think, you know, they're, they'll be victorious against Ottawa, but again, you know, you've got the second half of a back-to-back -back against the Philadelphia team. That's been playing better as of late, especially now that the iPod iPads are off the bench. And then you've got Nashville who knows that, you know, if, if they don't start, you know, putting together a long winning streak, Dave, they're done. So, you know, you, you, you got to get it back going in the right direction. And then, and again, I, I do, have like look at through 45 46 games i mean we know what the jets are at this point and i do think you know that they're going to turn this around i don't think you know they're going to go over five on this road trip or anything like that but there's no doubt that you know the costly turnovers was really the the story of this game yeah i would agree exactly with that you know the jets need to be a little bit more focused a little sharper especially against those upper echelon teams they get a chance for redemption on saturday evening in our nation's capital or i guess a, li a little bit west of our nation's capital in canada ontario uh, against the senators of ottawa 9 a.m saturday the illegal curve hockey show back here on our youtube channel set a reminder to join us we'll have a two hours of jets talk and hockey talk coming your way and then of course saturday night a double header day uh two on saturday one again on sunday so a busy weekend of illegal curve broadcast coming your way here don't forget don't forget dave's got uh you know i can see that you know dave was was waiting for something you got moose oh. you got moose in texas and it's minor hockey weekend as well there you go so there's some good stuff going on with regard to the manitoba moose on uh this weekend as well that dave m will have covered in its entirety yes oh good did you get us hats did you get us hats? No, I did not. I like that I hat, not. Dave. Didn't Let's see that again. Yeah, put that hat bad. on. They're handing That's those out. Two thousands. Two, three, first 3,000 fans. I know there's already 5,000 for every game they've got, uh, apparently. So first 3,000 fans uh, will get one of these 80s style, or two, sorry, 2,000 style uh, hats from think, the Moose on Saturday. Aren't those called Saturday. trucker hats? Yeah, trucker hats. Yeah, okay. There you go. And then uh, the Dave, first... Dave's a part-time trucker, Drew. That's why they yeah. gave him one. That's and right, then yeah. the first 3,000 fans on Sunday will get a Jimmy Olney. Although, I t as I told Jimmy in the elevator last night, 
I said, you're, you're continuing a long history of players not actually playing in their um, bobblehead game, which I, I'm pretty sure, I think the only guy who has is Mikel Burden. He might've been burned for like four goals that game. So <laughs> the, uh, the a lot of guys don't play in their bobblehead games, but regardless, that'll be the Jimmy Olney bobblehead. So you can have one for the captain. And I guess the, the next one is in February after that. So uh, we'll find out who that is. When is enough. the Dave Manuk bobblehead coming out? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I think discussions are happening at high levels about that. As if something's happening. Yeah. (laughs) When that happens, that's the sign that you just shut down the whole franchise and you you, you end this and you end this uh, Ponzi scheme right there. It's just going to be, it's just going to be a picture of like me and like Austin Siragusa sitting, talking to whichever coach is uh, coaching the, you know, whether it's Mark Morrison, Pascal Vincent, or, you know, any of the assistant coaches now that we talk to them, uh, you know, that would be, that would be my ball. Bomber. Sitting there somewhat bemused. <laughs> yes, somewhat bemused indeed. Uh, that does it for us here on the Illegal Curve post game for this Thursday night. A big thank you, Frosty Winnipeg. I hope you're ready. A big thank you to all the sponsors of Illegal Curve who make the post game show, the Saturday show, and the website a possibility. Our friends at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club to uh, see Mike Cronin this weekend. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Tickets available at rumorscomedyclub.com. Linden Market Dental Center. That's our good buddy. Dr. Les Rikus, Zapia Group Realty, Frank and Morrow Zapia are your realtors. That Don't forget about Don you. Zapia. Well, he's not a realtor. Frank and Morrow yeah, are the realtors. He's Zapia Group, though. He's uh, he's got the same last name. Yes, he's not a Zapia sense. family. That's what I'm saying. That's okay. That's different. You know, that's different. Betway, Tough Duck, Boston Pizza, Seagrams. Everyone, bring your drinks to the uh, post game show on Saturday for the Seagram's shot of the game. Rolly's transfer, Grid Park, and the Keg support these fine businesses because of their continued support of illegal curve hockey. Jets lose 4 1 in Toronto. For Dave Manuk, for Ezra Ginsburg, I'm your host, Drew Mandel. If you haven't already done so, smash the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, leave us some feedback, and tell your friends, tell your family the best place to be. after every Winnipeg Jets game and again on Saturday mornings is the Illegal Curve YouTube channel. Good night, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Illegal Curve post-game show. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.